Oh, there's a good clap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double and Ben Variety Show. How you doing? Oh, it's good to see all of you. Oh, it's just so nice having you around. How you doing? What's crackalackin'? How's everything in life? Is everyone treating you okay? How's everything at work? Is your boss nice to you? How was your weekend? Did you have fun? Did you catch up on all the fucking horseshit with Kanye West? Oh no! Kanye's at it again! He's unhinged! Oh! He's just saying things that can translate to hate speech! And it's just... Oh! He's just a really awful man! And you know, you have all these like fucking 30 year old bloggers on Twitter just looking at what Kanye West says and they just look at him and they all say the same shit which is nothing but oh that man like they just look okay in case I mean I, I honest to god I think you would probably know about this by now but yeah Kanye West he's been uh, making headlines for the past few weeks you know he's at it again he's saying crazy shit oh dear this is this is a first I mean Jesus no one's ever seen this have they Oh, all right. Look, let's let's just let's dive into what let's let's go through a little run through of what's been happening with Kanye West because it started off with a shirt, then it started, then it went to like him showing porn to I think it was Adidas. He has like a partnership with Adidas, and he showed them porn during a business meeting because he can't get out of the contract. Then he was at a premiere with Candace Owens, you know, this premiere about, you know, some documentary about how, you know, Black Lives Matter is a scam, uh, and now he's buying Parler, and then he's talking about Pete Davidson, and then he's making comments about George Floyd. Now look, here's the thing, I'm just going to get this out of the way, okay? I'm not like one of these political Twitch streamers that just looks at everything and anything that I don't agree with, I just, I don't, I don't immediately just say, you know, that is a terrible take. That is awful. I am severely disappointed in this take. That is a conservative Republican take. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, at the end of the day, Kanye West is a rich man. He's a brilliant artist. He's one, he, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest artists living today. He's fantastic. He's his music is like those first three albums, right? College, not even first three, the first four. College dropout, um, graduation, 808s and heartbreak, and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like those four albums, the fact that he did those back to back, he is a fucking genius. All right, he is a he's a fantastic artist. He is someone who is a like a huge influence on many other artists who we all know and love, like Drake and all these other people. But look. When it comes to Kanye West, like, is this really the first time that we've seen him be, you know, unhinged? Oh my god, he's unhinged. He's, he's, he has opinions that I personally don't agree with. You know? I mean, look, yeah, is he saying a bunch of crazy shit? Does he do a bunch of crazy shit? Yes. Personally, I think it's clearly intentional. He does it on purpose. He's doing this to get highlighted in the media because it's going to get a bunch of eyes onto him. It works. He always, he always correlates this method to what Trump does, which is just say a bunch of crazy outlandish shit and people will pay attention. You know, his Instagram's fucking hilarious. He just uploads one photo and then he deletes it and you never see it again. I mean, look, at the end of the day, here's the thing about Kanye, all right? Here's the thing about any musical artist or any any performer, uh, actor, uh, fighter, athlete, whoever the fuck, 
the end of the day, we don't go to watch them because, you know, they had uh, hashtag women are strong in their Instagram bio or hashtag black lives matter in every caption of their photo, okay? You go to see them because they're good at what they do, all right? It's like, it's, I'll give, I mean, what's an example that I can give, all right? It's, it's like the UFC, okay? Many of those fighters in their personal lives are not good people, okay? John Jones, prime example. He is a huge piece of shit. He is a horrible human being. He is a wife beater. He is a drug abuser. He's an alcoholic. He is always ending up in jail. He's just, he's, the man has had so many chances to redeem himself, but somehow he fucks it up each and every time. But I will say this, when he comes back to fight in the heavyweight division, I'm, I'm going to be watching it. I don't care what he does in his personal life. Yes, he's a piece of shit, but as a fighter, he's fucking brilliant. I go to watch him fight. I don't, I'm not, not going to watch him because of shit he did in his personal life. I'm not excusing that behavior, but he's a, he's a great, he's awesome to watch. Kanye West. Yes, he's a piece of shit. Yes, he's handing, he's hanging out with a grifter, which is Candace Owens, okay? Alright, he he's saying a bunch of insane shit, but really, when it comes down to it, he's just looking to get media attention. And people just say, that, I feel like people have like the exact same opinions when it comes to this shit, being like, he's unhinged. He's insane. He, he he's lost the plot, man. He's like he never had the plot. He's been gone for he, it's been gone for ages. Like Kanye West has never been a mentally sane man. Okay, do you look at him and the way he does things and the way he dresses and the way and the things he talks about in his music? Do you ever look at him thinking that is a, like a normal human being? Do you ever like it? At the end of the day, I think. When it comes to like artists and people who make music and people who do anything, right? Like they're not, they're not normal people. Like they're not exactly living the nine to five life with the white picket fence and they're coming home to children and, you know, and a wife who's cooking them dinner. Like they're not exactly living that, you know, 60K per year salary kind of life. Do you know what I mean? Art, like these kind of artists like Kanye West, like they think very differently and the fact that they think very differently that that's how they're that's how they're able to create such good music that is able that's how they're able to just be so iconic and stand out because they think differently and yeah he probably has yes he has mental health issues personally i would think that has helped his music in a way it has because he thinks differently he just fucking does you can't argue against that now Look, in regards to his political opinions, yeah, they're bullshit, but it's like, I, I don't care what he thinks politically. I couldn't give a shit. I don't care. I, all I care about is when's he coming to tour next? When's he going to release his next album? I don't care. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care. Like, yes, they're outlandish. They're crazy. And everything that... It, I think he went at Jewish people the other day. Like, he, he was saying a bunch of crazy anti-Semitic shit on Instagram and then AOC and all these other Democrats came out on Twitter and they're just like, we need to stand up against anti-Semitism. It is not acceptable in this country. We must take a stand. We do not stand with Kanye West. I am standing up for what's right because I believe in myself and the Jewish community. Like they just, it's such, it's like at the end of the day, I hate to say this, but Kanye West is more entertaining to listen to than these fucking people. The shit they say is so robotic. It's like, I bet these people don't even believe it. Wasn't AOC someone who fucking, like, is talking about how bad, you know, Israel is and how, you know, we must protect Palestine and, oh, you know, 
We really need to stop war in Palestine and this genocide. And then, when it comes to voting on whether or not we give the Israeli government an iron dome, she doesn't vote yes or no, she just votes present. It's like, yeah, I was present for this vote. I'm not going to vote against her. I'm not going to vote for it. It's like, it's all... At the end of the day, these people just have these nice fancy tweets, but when it comes down to the brass tax, which is, you know, signing off these bills when it comes to giving military equipment to Israel, like an iron dome, they don't really give a fuck. They don't care. You know, it's not real. It's bullshit. All right? Now, who knows whether or not Kanye West believes in what he really believes in? Who the fuck knows? Like, he understands the game of identity politics. He understands the game of how to, like, really get the, the the eyes of the media onto you. He gets that, right? That's why he always goes for, like, shit within identity politics. He talks about Jewish people. He talks about George Floyd and all this shit. Now, however you feel about it, personally, I don't agree with anything that he's saying. I think what he's saying is fucking crazy. But the, the other way that I look at it is that, really, he understands that when he talks about identity, it arouses emotion. It's going to get a bunch of people, like, talking about him, tweeting about him, writing all these blog posts being like, this is unacceptable, we must stand up to this because this is wrong. Like, everyone fucking does on social media nowadays because everyone's a hero, everyone, you know, has something to say, everyone is so virtuous, everyone is gonna, you know, tweet and hashtag and, oh my god, this is unhinged, this is terrible, yada, 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 all that shit. But really, no one gives a fuck. No one cares. Alright? AOC tweeting all this shit about how, like, we must stand up to Kanye West and his anti-Semitic takes, like, but really, when it comes down to, like, her and what she does within Congress and the bills that she signs off on, like, you know, she doesn't give a fuck about Palestinians, she doesn't care about whether or not Israel gets an Iron Dome, now, I'm not saying that she's a grifter, but really, what I'm saying is, is that these people just, really, it's just a bunch of media coverage, and it's a bunch of, like, try. It's I feel like it's people trying to fit a certain role. One person's the hero, one person's the villain. That's really how it works, okay? And all at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, these politicians like your AOCs and all that, they're just playing into the, the, into the culture war because they know it's going to get a bunch of people involved in, you know, what these politicians do, right? AOC is going to get more followers and attention because of this, because she's going to stand up for what's right and whatever the fuck. And she's going to play the hero role and Kanye is going to play the villain role where, you know, he's going to be saying all this crazy shit. He's going to be wearing all these fucking crazy shirts that says a bunch of shit that people don't agree with. But really, it's just culture war horseshit. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, okay? He's a rich man. Um... But there's an article from the Sydney Morning Herald. Costello's got something to say. What's he got to say? With a t-shirt. Yeah, he has outraged the fashion, the fashion industry and activists. God. Oh, you know you're dealing with a, f a bunch of douchebags when they say, I am an activist. I stand up for what's right. I think we all need to drink soy milk instead of dairy milk because, you know, uh, dairy milk is from cows and it's not meant for humans. It's for baby calves. I... Watched a documentary on Netflix. It's just like, you know, and I am an activist. It says so in my Instagram bio. It's like douchebag. Absolute douchebag. Act activist. I will stand up for what's right. Oh, your take is not good enough. I believe it is this. I will label it as racist and anti-Semitic. 
Argument done. Oh, it's fucking annoying. Um, it takes a lot to offend people in fashion. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm not even involved in fashion. Okay? I am I am a basic bitch when it comes to fashion, okay? I'm wearing trackies and a green hoodie that has food smears on it from the lunch I ate because I'm a grubby piece of shit. Right? And I, I'm, a, I'm a grub, okay? But, I, I, listen, I'm not one to say that I'm in the fashion industry, but all I know is that it does not... It, it takes very little to offend people in fashion and anywhere in the world, okay? Everyone has feelings, and they need to be considered, and everyone's feelings are valid, and, oh, you can't say that because it hurt that person's feelings, and it's just mean. We, we cannot tolerate bullying in this world. I can tell you right now, fashion people are the most sensitive fucking people in the world, Okay? All it takes is for some broad to say, you look fat in that. And then their whole world crumbles, alright? Anyway, Damien Wulno, I'm probably saying his name wrong, uh, right, wrote in this article. Uh, it takes a long to, it, sorry, it takes a lot to offend people in fashion where rats have roamed the runway and John Galliano once called a Dior collection Haunte Homeless, uh... Hot homeless. I don't know what the fuck that means, but yeah, he succeeded with an odd schedule, off schedule show at Paris Fashion Week, featuring T-shirts with images of Pope just Pope John Paul II on the front and the hate speech slogan "White Lives Matter" on the back. Um, accompanying the image of the popular pontiff was the Spanish text "Sigamur del Ejelepolo." I can't fucking say that, which translates. To, we will follow your example. But the rapper, designer, and occasional host of spiritual gatherings, formerly known as Kanye West, was not looking for guidance. I love how these people... You can just tell by the people who write these articles. They really wish they could have, like, written a horror novel or something. Like, they just set it up. It's like, I'm setting the seed. It's a fashion week. And people get offended. Not so easily. But Kanye West walked in. And he was not looking for guidance. It's like, just tell the facts. No one, you're projecting your childhood dreams here, okay? Let's be honest. Alright, you're not going to write the next Goosebumps. You're stuck in this office working for Peter Costello, having to write about Kanye West wearing a shirt that says White Lives Matter. Alright, we get it. You're projecting... Dreams are dreams. You had childhood dreams. You wish you could write a horror novel, but it didn't happen. But hey, at least you're letting out some of that inner childhood creativity here about a guy who is a billionaire, who has mental health issues, who does not give a fuck about you, and is using you so he can get your attention. And he has your attention because you're writing about him right fucking now. Anyway, I am yay. And everyone knows I am the leader, he said. He said. Fucking hell, I'm very illiterate today. I can't fucking read for shit. He said in a six-minute introduction to the show for his label, Yeezy, held in an empty office building near the Arc de Triomphe, Ye was wearing a shirt with the inflammatory White Lives Matter slogan, which has been used by the Ku Klux Klan, boy. Kanye West, he black man, you know, we ought to burn a cross outside his home, but you know what? He's wearing them White Lives Matter shirts, so I think he's okay. I don't think we need to hang that motherfucker. Candace Owens, too. I mean, you know, lucky she ain't one of them fucking liberals. Because um, otherwise, she'd be getting a, a cross burnt out outside her home, too. 
she talking about white lives matter. Not that communist shit by Xi Jinping, black lives matter. Um, Alright, anyway. Not everyone was willing to follow. Except, perhaps, guest of honor, Candace Owens, a U.S. conservative commentator who last month referred to Ye's ex-wife Kim Kardashian on a podcast as a prostitute. Actor Jaden Smith and British fashion journalist Lynette Neulander. What's British fashion journalist? I've got to say this properly. Lynette Neulander worked out of the walked out of the show, attended by Galliano Balenciaga designer Demna and. U.S. Vogue editor Anna Wintour. I would not last two fucking seconds at any of these fashion shows. Try to say these people, trying to say any of these people's names would be fucking impossible. All right? You're telling me it takes a lot for these people to get offended? You just put me in this fashion show, try to get me to say their names properly, and they'd be offended within one fucking second, I can guarantee you. When Vogue editor Gabriella Caffere Johnson wrote on Instagram... Here we go. This is this is what I'm saying. Everyone's everyone's a fucking hero nowadays. Everyone has something to say. Everyone's gonna stand up for what's right. Um, the t-shirts this man conceived, produced, and shared with the world are pure violence. There is no excuse. There is no art here. Fuck. Oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. You know, as a guy who is 25 years old, who is completely unqualified, but gives cheesy dating advice, that is some of the cheesiest shit I've ever heard in my life. Conceive, produce, and share with the world of pure violence, good sir. Um, God. Vogue editor. Jesus Christ. Gabriella Cathero Johnson. Um, it's just funny, because you just... I just love seeing how pompous everyone gets with this kind of shit and how everyone acts like a bunch of fucking school children. Like, it's like they're in... It's like high school. And like, now's my time to stand up for what's right. It's fucking so lame. Uh, then the pile-on really began. Uh, first, Ye attacked Kafira Johnson's credibility before supermodel Gigi Hadid leapt to a digital defense. Um... You wish you had a percentage of uh, intellect, Hadid posted on Ye's Instagram account before deleting the response. You're a bully and a joke. Well, I mean, Gigi, you know, if you're going to talk shit, you've got to commit to it. You know, you can't half-ass it. You can't write something and be like, oh, no, that's maybe a bit too mean and delete it. You know? Start the beef. Um, a series of defensive posts from Ye who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder after being hospitalized for a psychiatric emergency in 2016 followed. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Yeah, I wrote on Instagram stories. Now it's over. You're welcome. Anyway, it goes on to say about how offended everyone got. Um, you know, uh, how Kanye West is out of hand. Look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, He's playing a game. He's playing a game, and that game is say as much shit as you can about a popular identity group or a popular cultural group, talk shit about it, create a slogan, whatever, side with a controversial figure, and you will get attention. And it's working for him. So, 
you know, yeah, the guy's fucking nuts, but he's doing this for a reason. You know? He's just... I don't know, it's like everyone's getting so offended by what he says and shit. And like, yeah, it makes sense. I understand why people would be offended. He's saying a bunch of ridiculous shit, but... Really, you just gotta look at it as a guy who just... is understanding the media cycle and understanding how to gain more attention through identity politics and how to arouse emotion. And, like, the media plays the same fucking game. The media plays the same game across the board. They just do. It's the game of identity politics and culture war horseshit, right? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that none of these issues don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But they're popular and they're sexy because they involve identity. They arouse emotion. That's how Kanye West is, like, making his money and shit. And everyone's like, yeah, but, you know, what about Gap? What about Adidas? They might cut, you know, ties with him. It's like, you don't think he's going to make money elsewhere? You don't think there's going to be other corporations that are going to invest in what he's doing? The guy's probably going to buy Parler. The guy's doing fine financially. He doesn't give a fuck. But... The media plays the same game in regards to identity politics, right? You see it on Sky News, like, you know, you see a bunch of these commentators being like, you know, they're teaching children about whether, about, you know, gender theory and whether or not it exists, you know. Should we ban this in schools? Or, and then you got the project, you know, talking about how, God, where, where, where do you fucking start with him? I mean, you, you got the project talking about, oh, that you, you have a, a, a bunch of, um, People wearing uh, a girl's school dress outfit for charity. And, uh, oh, uh, Fraser Anning was not happy about it. Should we talk about how he's racist and sexist? Like, it's all these labels. And people use these labels. And they just use it to arouse emotion, to get attention, knowing it is going to get eyes locked onto the screen. Okay? It's identity politics. It is pure horseshit. It's, you get like I'm saying it's pure horseshit in the sense that like it's horseshit of like how people use identity politics to attack other people for their own benefit, and it happens in Australian politics. It's like when Alan Jones came out and said that Michael Daly hates Asians because he said Asians are better educated and. He's not wrong. They are better educated because their government actually invests in education. That's how China and all these other Asian countries are able to just, you know, build these, like, strong, growing economies because they invest in education. We don't fucking invest in education. We couldn't give a fuck about education. But since Michael Daly said that, Alan Jones took that out of context and said that he hates Asians. And the entire week, it's an it's a media shitstorm of, you know, does he hate Asians? Does Michael Daly hate Asians? I mean, he kind of looks like one, but really, do you, I mean, Candace Owens is black, she hates black people, you just never know these days. At the end of the day, it's all horseshit, it's all bullshit, he's playing a fucking game, it's identity politics, get your heads out of your asses. Anyway, I'm done talking about this shit, let's move on. I want to talk about this. I think this is a very niche, niche subject to talk about. But I kind of want to talk about, like, uh, these commentators. And I'm still going to be talking. I'm going to, this is kind of leading on from Candace Owens. And I swear to God, I'm going to move on to Australian shit. I swear to God, all right? Just just be patient with me, please, all right? Your mother's stressed. She's had a very big day at work. Um, 
I'm, it's more about like these commentators who hyper focus on the culture war and they just focus on identity politics and they talk about it so much to a point where you kind of get a bit sus about it. Um, and one of the, one of those people is Matt Walsh and how, you know, Matt Walsh is a commentator on the Daily Wire. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to talk off the top. I don't want to talk out of my ass. I'm just going to describe who he is through the reliable trusted source Wikipedia. Uh... Here we go. And these are, these are Wikipedia's words, not mine. Alright, I'm not using any of these fucking labels. Matthew Walsh is an American right-wing political commentator and author. Walsh hosts the Matt Walsh Show podcast and is a columnist for the Daily Wire. Uh, what other shit has he done? Walsh has been described as right-wing and conservative. Uh, Walsh's commentary is sometimes described by media outlets trolling. In his Twitter biography, he describes himself as a theocratic fascist. And he has written sarcastically about the label. Uh, he was against the trial of Carl Rittenhouse. Um, he was not happy about the Little Mermaid and how a black actor was playing that role because his reasoning was from a scientific perspective. It doesn't make a lot of sense to have someone with darker skin who lives deep in the ocean, even though this is coming from a guy who does not believe in climate change. Um, what else? Ah, Walsh has called LGBT people groomers and obsessed with children's genitalia. So he always talks about transgender people. He always talks about, you know, gay people. And, you know, he just carries on with these, like, you know, uh the libs of TikTok viewpoints where, like, you know, he just talks about, you know, did, did you know that there's a school out there that's uh, having kids identify as cats and they're taking shits and kitty litter and, like, it's just such dumb horseshit that is, an, that is a waste of everyone's time. Like, they think, you know, look at all these teachers are doing. They're grooming them. They're making them shit and kitty litter. Like, it's, it's just shit where it's like, you know, they look at one school. They look at one school with one wacko teacher and they think every teacher is doing that across the board and if one teacher identifies as gay, it's like they're 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 grooming our children or whatever. Um he always talks about transgender surgery. Uh he's given hormone treatments and gender reassignment surgery for trans transgender youth to child molestation and rape. <laughs> Uh, in May 2021, Walsh called doctors who performed gender reassignment surgeries for transgender youth Nazi scientists, evil pedophiles, and plastic surgeons basically acting like Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, so Matt Walsh, he's another dude who loves talking about identity politics, loves feeding into the culture war, he's playing a game, it's working out very well financially for him, but... Since Maddie has called everyone a pedophile, something came out that I'm sure he didn't wish came out, if that makes sense. Let me rephrase that again, because that sounded fucking retarded. Um, Matt had a leaked audio come out, and it kind of exposed him for him being a little bit of a creep. Uh, now, I haven't listened to this yet, but we're going to listen to it right now. So... What did Maddie have to say? None. It is not. In fact, ever since the beginning of time, teenage girls have been getting pregnant. 
it, it used to be more common. The, the peak, ever since they started keeping records of these things, which they only started doing recently, like in the 20th century, uh, but ever since they started keeping records, in 1957 was the peak for teenage pregnancy. 1957. Not 2009. Well, back not then, today. all of them were supposed to have kids. Like, that's well, when you on. had kids. That's my point, okay? Um, so to all of a sudden act like this phenomenon of girls getting pregnant at, that, at, a, at a young age that we consider young, 16 or 17, Baby to, act, to act like it's a new thing is ridiculous. It's yeah. always been that way. Uh, even biologically, and, and this is me just stating, I'm, I'm just, right now I'm going to start by just stating facts. So fact number one, it's not a new phenomenon. Fact number two, in fact, it's a phenomenon that was more common earlier in history and for, you know, the first six to 10,000 years of human existence, it was a normal thing. Uh, fact three, girls between the ages of like 17 and 24 is when they're technically most fertile. Yeah. Okay. That's biological. That's a fact, all right? I'm just stating facts. That's all I'm doing. But what happened facts. recently, and this is the, the fourth fact, recently in the last 30 years or so, we decided that that's way too young to start a family. Why? And uh, because now we... Divorce rates would probably go up, and once you're that young, you can't really make sure that well, you know... No, girls are, no, 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 because girls are getting married early, and marriages were lasting longer... You very rarely hear about like these these relationships that go to their uh, what is it your diamond anniversary your fiftieth anniversary and all this I, it, it's that's a dying breed of people out yeah, there yeah and those all were all people that got married very young that's why that's why they're that's, still alive yeah that's why you can have someone in their seventies who's celebrating their you know fifty uh, fifth wedding anniversary because they got married when they were teenagers so what I'm saying is that the problem is not per se teenage pregnancy it's unwed pregnancy that's the problem in society. It's only problematic when, when, when you are not married and you don't have the man there to help you take care of the kids because he's a coward. And the reason why we have that now are for two reasons. Because we have, we have in, in current society, we, have ex we live in the age of extended adolescence. Okay, so. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry you had to hear that. You probably creeped out because I'm fucking creeped out. Um, you know... Matt Walsh is, if you're listening to this right now, I would encourage you to go look at a photo of Matt Walsh, because he is the creepiest fucking dude you have ever seen, alright, he looks like the, he looks like the pastor that was at Sunday school that just couldn't keep his eyes off the fucking kids, alright, his beard is, I mean, his beard's gross, he looks like a nerd, I mean, he just, he looks like fucking David Koresh with a haircut, really, um, the, look, Okay, I respect people's religious backgrounds and beliefs and all that shit. But when you're fucking advocating for impregnating 16-year-olds and getting married and shit, that's when it becomes a little bit fucked up. You know what I mean? Am I, am I, I know I'm thinking outside the box here a little bit. I know I'm really uh, breaking new ground, but... Yeah, Matt Walsh is a fucking creep. He's always striking me as a fucking creep. Uh, look, whatever your shtick is, whatever your brand is, where you talk about whatever, I mean, if it makes you money, then sure. Like, I mean, I, I talk about politics. I sometimes dive into culture war shit. I talk about UFC and dating and fucking everything. This is why we call it the Double N Ben Variety Show, because there's variety. I like to mix things up a little bit. We like to keep it spicy, fresh. We like to keep the banter going. Matt Walsh, 
really obsessed with kids getting transgender surgery. Uh, I fucking squirm at that personally, and I don't really like talking about it, and the reason I don't talk about it as well is because I don't really know enough about it because I don't really give a fuck about it. It doesn't really affect my life. Um, I don't know anyone who's had that done to them. I mean, do whatever you want at a legal age when you're an adult, I guess, but... Even now, I'm getting uncomfortable talking about it because it's a fucking weird conversation to have. But Matt Walsh talks about this shit all the time. He tweets about it all the time. And he's always, you know, the fact that now it's come out that, like, you know, he, he's fine with impregnating 16-year-old girls. He's fine with, I guess, statute. I don't even know the, the age for statutory. I don't fucking know because I don't think or fucking look at that shit. It's fucking weird. The shit is creepy. The guy's a creep and he's always talking about creepy shit. Um, you know, and, he, and he's there, and he's like, the, 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 the kids these days, did you hear about the kids and the unprotected sex they're having? If they were married, it would solve the problem. It's like, you know, if you see that episode of The Office, oh, fuck, it's funny, where, like, Pam and Jim are gonna get married, and, uh, you know, Pam's pregnant, but they, they have to keep it a secret, because... Pam's got a, a grandmother that she calls Meemaw, and if she, and she finds out that she's pregnant before marriage, then she's not going to come to the wedding, and she's going to be fucking outraged, because back in her day, sex before marriage was wrong. Matt Walsh reminds me of that character, but except he is way more creepy. There's a fucking hilarious scene in that show where, like, Michael Scott goes to talk to Meemaw, and, um, he's just like, you know, because Meemaw finds out that Pam's pregnant, and she's not gonna go to the wedding, and Michael tries to console her, and then fucking Michael goes to sit down with her, he's like, Meemaw, I just feel like you need to chill out. It's not 1890 anymore, and then, <laughs> then... Meemaw's like, people are like cats and dogs these days. And then Michael Scott's like, you know, they're thinking of naming the child after you, Meemaw. And she's like, you mean Sylvia? And he's like, yes. And if it's a boy, they'll name it Silvio. It's the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, fuck, that show's hilarious. Fuck, I love that show. They're thinking of calling it Meemaw. <laughs> you mean Sylvia? Yeah, and if it's a boy, they'll call it Silvio. <laughs> Uh, Matt Walsh just reminds me of that character where he's like, you know, the kids are like cats and dogs these days. Like, no, I don't think getting married when there's an accidental pregnancy is exactly gonna fix the problem. You know? It's like, it's, it's, it's a not, you need to be married to fix the teenage pregnancy. I mean, geez, if only that was, were a solution, that would have, you know, helped all those poor souls on that show on MTV. What the fuck? Oh, is it 16 and pregnant? I'm 16 and I'm pregnant? What was that fucking show that was just creepy and fucking weird? Uh, I mean, people like to watch that shit. Whatever. Whatever you're into. Okay, I like Married at First Sight. I can't talk. I like watching a bunch of narcissistic strangers trying to make a relationship work. I'm really into that shit. But... Matt Walsh has always been a creep. He's always come across as weird. The fact that he's always talking about kids and transgender sur transgender surgeries, and he's talking about this shit now. It's like, is this really surprising? It's creepy. You know, it's just... Ugh. I'm done talking about this. I'm fucking squirming even talking about this shit. <clears throat> I need some water. Fucking hell. I talked for too long. I'll be back. Okay. Where are we at with the Ukraine and Russia? 
Zwei ist es. Wirst du ja kein an der Waschen vor? Ähm, Zelensky. Uh, spoke to the Lowy Institute, which is an Australian-made institute, mate. Okay. So, Vladimir Zelensky's office has clarified that he was not call calling for a preemptive nuclear strike on Rus Russia after a speech by the Ukrainian president to an Australian audience on Thursday night sparked a furious response from the Kremlin. Um, I'm probably sounding German, not Russian. Um, Mr. Zelensky was speaking via a video link to the Lowy Institute when he made the comments in response to a question from the think tank's executive director, Michael Fulilov. There's no way that's his name. Fully love. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but surely... You know how you just meet some people and you just you hear their last name? You're like, fuck, you would have gotten bullied in school bad. Michael's fully in love. Ha ha ha, look at his dick, it's tiny. Whenever he was getting changed in PE class. Um, you won't be making fully love with any chick anytime soon with that little penis. The fucking pin, mate. Um, Mr. President, in regards to your remarks, you mentioned nuclear blackmail, the host said. Mr. Putin told us the other day that he's not bluffing. So may I ask you, do you believe that the likelihood of the use of Russian nuclear weapons against Ukraine has risen? And what more do you want NATO to do to deter from Russia from using nuclear weapons? Let's see what Zelensky had to say. Uh, Mr. Zelensky replied that NATO should eliminate the possibility of Russia using nuclear weapons. See, if NATO gets involved, then we're all fucked. Right? Didn't you... I mean, <clears throat> Putin's a fucking psychopath, but wasn't a lot of this because you wanted to sign up with NATO? Like, you wanted Russia's foreign adversary to install military-grade missiles in your country isn't a lot of this to do with because you, you were going to sign up to a nato membership and then as soon as you backed out of it like that was meant to calm the situation down clearly it didn't but isn't a lot of this have to do with nato and now you want nato to eliminate the possibility of russia using nuclear weapons like buddy buddy look you got to calm the fuck down here, okay? NATO needs to stay the fuck out of this as much as possible, okay? Alright, I don't have the full answers to this. It, this is how much of a, a shit show this situation is, but NATO trying to, you know, handle Russia right now is not a good idea, okay? I don't think anyone's, anyone here wants to die in a nuclear holocaust for fucking Lithuania, if that's even a NATO country. I don't know. I should have looked that up. But what is important, I once again appeal to the inter international community, as I did before February 24th, we need preemptive strikes so that they'll know what will happen to them if they use nukes and not the other way around. Well, Vladimir, my man, I understand you've been going through a lot. It's been stressful. A lot of shit's been going down in your country. But I feel like if you use NATO to strike Russia just to prove a point, I don't think that's going to end very well. Now, it's not going to, this isn't ending well for Russia either because really you have a lot of other countries in Eastern Europe wanting to sign up with NATO. This is the fucking mess 
And this is how we've created a sticky situation thanks to US foreign policy and NATO. Okay? I'm not saying NATO's terrible or if it, or it's an or, or that it's an evil institution, but I've used this example time and time again, okay? Imagine if Canada allied with Russia and they ins- like you know, they gave Canada a bunch of Russian grade military equipment including missiles. Imagine if there were Russian missiles in Canada. We would flip the fuck out. That is exactly what would happen. Okay? You have a hot you have a foreign adversary on your doorstep. Okay? Not good. Not good. But to use but to use that foreign adversary, right? To bomb Russia, who have a huge stockpile of nuclear weapons. You want to bomb them just to prove a point. It's not really going to go down very well. So you need to calm the fuck down with this, okay? What else did he see? We went on to say, don't wait for Russia's nuclear strikes and then say, oh, since you did this, take that from us. Reconsider the way you apply pressure. This is what NATO should do. Reconsider the order in which it applies pressure on Russia. In response, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said Mr. Zelensky's comments are nothing but a call for a start to World War. I hate to say this, but I agree with the Kremlin spokesman on this one. Which would lead to unforeseeable, disastrous consequences. Yeah, he's right. It's, you're making me agree with the Kremlin here. Don't do that. Don't do that, okay? Let's not do this, okay? Take the advice from me. A 25-year-old jerk-off with a microphone screaming at you right now. Don't do it. Okay? It's already fucked enough that the UK and the US are giving Ukraine long-guided missile systems, which... Any of those missiles hit Russia, or any of the new annexed territories, annexed territories, excuse me, if any, if any of those missiles hit Russian territory, then who knows where the fuck that can lead to, okay? This is not looking good, okay? This is beyond fucked. This is beyond fucked. And now that Russia, right, the fact that Putin has signed new laws uh, to annex four regions within Ukraine, which essentially means... This is Russian territory. This is a Russian country. You will vote for, you know, you are right. You are a Russian citizen, and when you vote, you are voting for Russia. You are no longer Ukrainian. You will use Russian currency. You will operate in the Russian voting system. Everything is Russian. You are now Russian. You are Russian citizens. This is all Russia. It's no longer Ukrainian. Right. The fact that now we're like they've annexed those four territories in Ukraine, and now, you know, by Russian law, they now have the right to defend it by whatever means necessary. This is a fucking crazy situation, and it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Who knows? But one thing that I do know is that we shouldn't bomb Russia just to prove a point. We shouldn't do that. Let's calm the fuck down here, okay? Stop calling 
for nuclear war. Please, for the love of God. Could you just give it till at least after Christmas? Alright? I want to get a few more presents from Santa, and then you can press the red button. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, and you look at the natural gas pipeline, Nord Stream 2. You know, it's like that blows up and then it's like, whoa, if anyone did it, it was Russia. Why? You know, Russia would definitely blow up its own uh, multi-billion dollar infrastructure project that's vital to its, to its economy. Why wouldn't it? They're trying to sabotage themselves. Have you read The Art of War by Sun Tzu? Sabotage yourself, not the enemy. It's the dumbest shit. And... The fact that it's coming from a bunch of people who threatened to blow up the pipeline or pulp pipeline on multiple occasions, it's like, hmm, that's a little sussy bucker. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say it's a little sussy bucker? Ugh. Okay. Alright. Let's, holy shit, we've been going for like nearly 45 minutes. Alright. Alrighty then, let's move on. Um, okay, let's see the questions for this week. Let's see the questions. Alright, <clears throat> I'm afraid that I will be unfaithful to my boyfriend. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Alright, people. Get your beers, get your bongs, whatever it is you do to chill out, because this is going to be a fucking long one. Alright, I noticed, uh, blah, 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 where are we at? I'm 21, and my boyfriend is 23. We have been together for two and a half years and have sexual problems because my libido is higher than his. Than high, higher than his, sorry, I fucked that up. What does libido mean? What, is lib what does libido mean again? Fuck, this is embarrassing. Oh, sex drive. Okay. So you have a higher sex drive than him. Okay, got it. To the point where I have low self-confidence and is afraid I'm going to seek attention from others. Uh, hang on. For context, I'm 21, uh, he's 23. Yeah, we've been together for two and a half years and have lived together for one year. We have known each other since 2018, and we were very close friends then and still are. We have a good, healthy relationship. We talk about everything. If we have disagreements, we talk about it, and we really do not fight. He really is my best friend and my boyfriend. The only issue we have is that my libido is higher than his. We have intercourse maybe one time a week, and it is frequently that we have one to two week pauses. No, he does not like to have intercourse when I'm on my period, which is fair, and this year I have had some women trouble down there that leaves me not being capable of not of, of having intercourse. I get surprised if we have intercourse more than one time in a week. I often use my vibrator so I can get the satisfaction I feel I need. I never pressure him to do something and, and I often wait for him to come me for him to come me when he wants to do something. Her words, not mine, that's the way she wrote it. After we moved in together, the intercourses became lower and lower. We have had discussions about this because 
it has left me very insecure about myself. He's very sweet with me. And he gives me compliments every day. He always says that he thinks I'm beautiful and I do truly believe him. I know that the feelings of insecurities are mostly in my head and I do feel like I have lost my confidence. I feel like these thoughts have made him uninterested in me even though he says it doesn't. We also like different kind of intercourse. He likes the typical vanilla while I'm... Okay, wait, sorry, let me say that again. He likes the typical vanilla while I'm more of an explorer, I would say. Who are you, fucking Indiana Jones? Uh, it's often that I ask him to try something new in bed or try to be spontaneous with him, but I mostly get rejected by him. Oh my god, this fucking question is huge. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I was drinking last week with some of my male friends and I got introduced to a friend of a friend. Uh-oh. 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 You're on the vodka lime sodas. You're six deep. You meet a cute guy. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. You gotta pull the record here. Get out of there. Get out of there. He was very cute and we hit it off instantly. Oh, fuck. I did not give him any more attention than my other friends, but since I didn't know him, we just talked to get to know each other better. This is very normal for me because I'm a very social person and I love to make friends. I noticed when we were talking, and of course we're getting more drunk, that there grew some sexual tension between us. At first I thought it was only in my head, but I noticed he was looking at my lips, moving closer, etc. Oh, fuck. You gotta shut this down. You gotta shut this down. You're entertaining this. What are you doing? I stopped the talking right away when he gave me all these hints. I did not act on any of this because I have self-control. And I love my boyfriend with all my heart. I would never hurt him by cheating. This weekend, we had two male friends of us stay at our place and we were out drinking. I noticed that when we went to the bar, I got disappointed that I didn't get any, any male attention from others than my boyfriend. And I also fantasized a lot about me, my boyfriend, and our friends in bed together when we all got home drunk and wanting to do something stupid. I mean, I gotta hand it to you. At least you're fucking honest. I gotta give, I, I mean, you're honest about this. That's, it's the, kudos to you. How old you say you were? You're 21, okay? You're good, you're honest. Like, yeah, this shit can, dude, you're not, look, this shit can happen. When you're not, yeah, I, I'll get more into it later, but, fuck it, man, you're honest. I, I, I gotta tip my hat off to you, so good on you. Good for you, 21 years old and you're this honest. Fucking, wish I was that honest at 21. Um, Okay. Where was I at? I hate myself for having... Oh, wait. One of my male friends have recently moved in with one guy that I noticed I have a little crush. I think he's very attractive, but his personality is not better than my boyfriend. I think of it as an... As an... That's what she... This is what she wrote. As an a celebrity crush? As a celebrity crush, I think you meant to say. If that makes sense. But I do fantasize about him from time to time. And I also fantasize... About the time I was single and what I did back then. I hate myself for having these thoughts and experiences. I would be so hurt if I knew my boyfriend had any of these thoughts and I do feel terrible. I'm noticing that I'm getting afraid of myself and I picture different scenarios where I end up hurting and losing my boyfriend. I love him so much and I know he is my soulmate. I really don't know what to do. I know that I can change my mindset about having thoughts about others, but I know that I cannot change me and my boyfriend's libido. I really think that I really think that if me and my boyfriend had more intercourse and were more spontaneous, I would not think like this at all. I really just I really miss just having spontaneous intercourses. I love feeling that sexual tension between me and my boyfriend. 
I hate how much I feel rejected by him when it comes to intercourses. It has come to the point where I don't try to get get it on with him. I feel like my sexual confidence has disappeared. I don't I don't feel confident in bed anymore. I used to love putting on lingerie and buy toys for us to use, but I feel like I get little to nothing in return, so I don't do it anymore. I used to shave very often before because I don't like being hairy, but I but no, I don't bother anymore. When we have talked about the well, this is her words. When we have talked about this, he says that is his fault. Well, how did the fuck did you write this? When we have talked about the, I think I think you meant to say when we have talked about this. He says it's his fault that we have different libido than me. We often plan to have intercourse. Here, here are some examples of why he doesn't feel like it. Oh my god. This is the fucking hardest thing I've ever tried to read. Here are some examples of why he doesn't like it if we haven't showered at least the day before because he feels like he's disgusting. So I feel like I have to plan my showers to be the same day as him. If not, he will not touch me. At night, he gets so tired that we end up not doing it and he hates to snooze in bed in the morning so we don't do it then or later because he's not fully awake yet if he's hungry he will not want to do it oh god jesus christ this guy is a fucking piece of work uh after dinner he gets so full that he has to wait if he's gaming with his friends he's not in the mood to do it and then of course we both have work school and friends to socialize with i feel like i have to get the timing right every time and i get so upset if, like, for example, I know he has to shower one day and that we have time that day to do it, I visibly get in the shower before him so he knows I'm clean, and then he can proceed to do his own stuff, gaming, training, schoolwork, and not get in the shower before we go to bed, and then he's just too tired and want to sleep. So then I have to try again the next day and find the perfect timing, and even if... I find the perfect timing. I still might get rejected because he's not in the mood. I feel like I have to wait for him or get rejected. Those are my two options. I'm so tired of this. I miss the tension and being spontaneous. I love to have, I love to have intercourse with him because he because when we do, it's so amazing. He gets me like no other man I've been with and he knows what he's doing. But now everything feels so planned and, I don't know, weird. Uh, he also have this problem... Uh, he also have this problem that since we do it so rarely, he comes super fast. So when we do it like, so when we first do it after like one and a half weeks, it's over after five minutes. I'm afraid that I will end up seeking attention and affection from someone else than him. I don't want to do that. Uh, how can we fix this problem? Uh, how can I change my thoughts of being with others? Thank you. All right. All right. I need a fucking smoke after that question. Jesus Christ. Grammar errors. Sex. All that being unfaithful. Being a naughty girl. Alright. Okay. Um, first off, it's good that you're honest about this. Like, you're honest that you are starting to, you know... Uh, get aroused by the attention of other men. Uh, that's a really, that's really good of you to admit because you're acknowledging that it's at a point where 
you know, you can see yourself doing this even though you don't want to and you shouldn't. But it's good that you're honest. I like that you're honest for 21 years old. You're fucking honest. Good on you. Um, look, I would just address this with him and I would really make it a serious conversation. I would really make this a serious conversation and I would sit down with him. Um, sweetheart, you, you sound like a great girlfriend um, and I feel like you're doing too much work here. And he needs to... Uh, he needs to like... You know, this idea... What were you saying before? Um, I hate, he hates snoozing in the morning. He wants the game. If he's hungry, he doesn't want to do it. But then if he eats, then he's full and he doesn't want to do it. Uh, if he's at bed at night, he's tired. It's, you know, and if you don't shower, then he won't do it. It's all about him. It's all about him and his shit. You know, sweetheart, it takes two to tango, all right? And yes, let's be honest, in relationships... When you're with each other for a long period of time, yeah, the, 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 the sex is not as present as much as it used to be at the start. It happens. It happens. All right, it happens. It's a normal thing. Um, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but you do need to spice things up. You do need to be spontaneous, and you need to keep things, you know, romantic and fun and fresh, and, you know, you, you got to remind each other as to why you're together. Um, so... You know, you just, you need to sit down with him and you really need to address it seriously and just tell him how it's making you feel. And at the same time, he needs to put in more fucking effort by the sounds of it. All right. I get that you guys have different, you know, sex, you have guys have different sexual energies and all that. But really, like, you can't, who the fuck is calling, what? No, I don't want to answer that. Some fucking telemarketer. Sorry. Killed my train of thought. Where was I going? Yeah, like, I understand that you two have different sexual drives and sexual energies and all that, but, you know, you can't... I'm not saying you got to fuck every night and you got to get the whips and the chains out, but, you know, you, you, you want to make love... You want to you wanna sleep with... You want to have sex with your partner. Um, I would come at it at a very diplomatic, calm approach. Do not do it in a judgmental way because he's probably feeling already very insecure about it. But I would tell him that, you know, I would tell him how this is making you feel, how it's hurting you, how it's... And to be honest with you, dead set, seriously, this might be a little bit controversial, but I would fucking just tell him how, yeah, you're getting attention from other men and you've considered it. Not considered it, but you've you've been aroused by it. You got to be honest in that regard. I would say, because it's at this point, and it's clearly pushing. It's it's tipping you over the edge here. And you know, if you don't fix this, and if he doesn't fix himself and fix his sex drive, and you know, put in more effort, then yeah, something bad's gonna happen. Um. Now, I would say if you feel like if you feel like this is a continual problem and you've tried to do everything that you can, um, I would just uh, this is a tough one. This is fucking tough. I don't know how to answer this one. Um, yeah, because uh, fuck, I'm at a loss for words here. You, you just need to, you, you just need to talk to him about it. 
I need. I fucking wish I had a chick on here. Fuck. I need a woman. I need a woman. I need. A, I need a female. I need a female. I need a woman. I need a female. I need a woman on here. Oh God. You just need to sit down and you. Uh, this is this is why I need a female touch on here sometimes. All right, I can't answer some of these questions. I'm too much of a guy, but you know, I would just tell him that what you want out of him and what you're looking for, and you know, there are ways that he can work on his sex drive. He could train more. He could exercise more. He could um not game as much. Um, he could. Like in the morning, like I don't know. Don't don't you usually get it? Aren't you usually aroused in the morning? I'm fucking horny when I wake up. Um, I would address this with him, and for him, uh, I would just say he needs to really put in more effort and not put so much pressure on you. Because it sounds like there's a lot of pressure on you and you need to take that pressure on yourself and he needs to put in a little bit more effort. And you just need to explain to him how much this means to you. Because um, you sound like a very sexual person and if you're not getting your needs met, then yeah, it can... You're not getting your needs met, period. And if you're not getting one of your needs met, then I think you've got to rethink a few things within your relationship. You're only 21 at the end of the day. You know? Uh, and this stuff, uh, really can, this stuff matters in a relationship, it does, you know, you guys are on different levels, like, you're sexually active, he isn't, and it's gonna, after time, it's gonna fuck with you, like, it's fucking with you right now, and it's fucking with him, but he needs to understand who he's with, um, and if it doesn't improve, and if it's still the same, then I would probably, um, you know, I wouldn't pin it down to, like, you're not... It's not like you're not attracted to him like you are. And I wouldn't pin it down on, like, you're not made, you're not sexual like I am. I would just say, like, you're just not getting a need, man. Really. Like, you've got needs. One of my needs is having great sex with my partner. Like, you know, that's one of my needs. 100%. you got to keep it spicy. you got to keep it raunchy. you got to mix things up a little bit. You have to. And, um... And if he feels like he's going to come too soon, I would say he should... Fucking hell, here we go. I feel like I'm going to get so much shit for this. I feel like he should rub one out the day before, maybe. Um, I'm not a sex therapist, but yeah, I just would talk to him about this. And if it's not improving, then I would reconsider a few things and ask yourself, is this what you really want? And at the end of the day, you are 21. Um, and it takes two to tango, and it sounds like you're putting in a lot more effort than he is. He's clearly insecure about this, and he's insecure about something. I would say maybe he needs to... I think, honestly, your boyfriend sounds like he needs to go to therapy, and someone... And, like, there's no shame in it, all right? This guy should not feel ashamed about anything, all right? This stuff is common. He should go speak to a professional about this. Uh, they've dealt with fucking everything across the board, okay? I would go talk to a professional. I think he should go talk to a professional, uh, and I think... He needs to um, explore why his sex drive isn't as high. I don't know if that's that's my suggestion. So yeah, uh, that's all I've got to say about that. That's probably one of the toughest questions I've ever answered. Uh, wish I had a chick on here to help me out. And uh, yeah, but anyway, 
All right, that's enough. Uh, that is the podcast. We've been going for over an hour. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I love your company. I'll see you kids next week. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. I'm shitty at goodbyes. i got to work on a better outro, but you know. Anyway, stay safe, keep it real, and don't let those clowns around town bring you down. All right, kids, it was great talking to you. I'll see you next week. All right, bye.